1: culture, and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
0: Do you ever come across the story of someone who goes through their entire life perhaps thumbing their nose at God, being someone who's a critic of things spiritual, but then crisis comes and there's a panic call of the heart. Where is God in a time of crisis? Well, is God listening for the voice of the rebels? Let's talk through some of these issues today. As Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about them this week, he's written a piece called When God is the Last Option. Bill Muhlenberg, a special welcome back to 2020. Many thanks indeed. Bill, uh, this is almost a fairly common sort of a story, isn't it? Uh, Where people will go through their whole lives rejecting God almost despising the church, and then crisis comes and heart attitudes turn. This is something fairly normal.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, in fact, I guess my life, uh, in many ways, you can say that was the case. I rejected God for at least up to my teenage years, didn't want much to do with him. But, um, oh, well, crisis came, including, you know, the whole bit, depression, suicidal thoughts so for me i came to god through christ in a time of crisis then all of a sudden yeah then i was happy to pray happy to seek his face but yeah that's true of many people and uh, a couple of uh, incidents i had spotted just on television of all places the other night kind of well led me to write this whole piece one was just a kind of frivolous thing which is another thing we hear all the time right God, if you exist, uh, give me, you know, help me find a parking spot, right? Or, uh, you know, God, help me to get this dress that's on sale. Uh, you know, people are probably Joe Pagan who just throw up a silly prayer because they really want something, uh, even though they have no clue who they're praying to or, you know, if they even have a religious bone in their body. But, yeah, as you say, there's more serious uh, situations and the other program I just happened to uh, glance at as I was flicking channels, as I sometimes do. Uh, It's evidently a missing person show. I guess it's a series, and I'm presuming, right, they're always happy endings, right? You wouldn't want to probably watch a show where somebody's missing and they never find them. So in this case, at least, uh, one of the episodes was about a four-year-old girl who had gone missing in remote Tasmania. So, you know, every parent's nightmare, right? Your child goes missing. Um, so one thing I noted during the TV show, and I actually wrote it down, and I thought, boy, I'm going to have to write an article on this. The mother said, right, during this time of crisis, I've never prayed my entire life, but I'm praying now right and i thought hmm okay interesting so you're kind of saying you know i've had nothing to do with god all my life i've wanted him out of my life i didn't want him to interfere with my life right get lost god i'm quite fine without you thanks very much uh then this obvious horrible time of crisis happens and then all of a sudden wow she starts praying So I thought, okay, this is, as you say, kind of typical as well. People ignore God their whole lives. A crisis comes along. Then all of a sudden they start praying. So the real question is, right, uh, does God answer those kind of prayers? And uh, the deeper question,
0: too, uh, does God allow or bring the crisis? And, of course, as you know, there's been so much criticism over the years. uh, If when you say that a natural disaster happens and – Somehow or rather someone says it may be the judgment of God or it may be an act of God. I mean, sometimes our insurance companies still call natural disasters those things. So so when these things happen, <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. when, you know, there's a number of times in the scriptures, Bill, I'll ask you about this. You know, all of those who cry out to the Lord will be saved. Yeah. Is this an attention-getting thing that happens when there's a crisis that while we may have turned our backs on God, this is an opportunity to turn to
1: God. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, again, happens fairly often. In fact, just that first bit you mentioned uh, reminded me of something I think happened way back with uh, September eleven, right? Nine eleven. <coughs> and if not mistaken, I think it was well, TV show here. I think Ray Martin, right, F- familiar name in Australian TV. Uh, I think he had a guy on from the Salvation Army, and his question that Ray asked him was something like this, you know, where was God in 9-11? Why did they allow this to happen? You know, typical kind of pagan question. And if I recall correctly, the uh, Salvation Army guy said something like, well, you've been like so many people demanding that God get out of your life for, you know, years on end. We don't want anything to do with you. You shaking your fist at God. And now all of a sudden you're asking, where is God? You know, you can't really have it both ways. And I thought that was a pretty good answer, right? If you want to spend your whole life hating on God or at least ignoring him, it's a bit uh, at least hypocritical to all of a sudden think, where are you when I need you? So, yeah, this happens a lot. A crisis comes. Uh, Well, the old saying, right, Uh, there are no atheists and foxholes, right? When things really get hot and heavy, all of a sudden, your atheism goes out the window. God, if you're there, help. There's bullets flying over my head right now. So too often, we're like that. Uh, When things are going swimmingly, we don't want God. We don't need God. But when something really happens, that's pretty hardcore Then all of a sudden, this God we've rejected and ignored all our lives, all of a sudden, gee, if you're there, it'd be nice if you'd come and answer my prayer right now. So, yeah, happens a lot.
0: So when an accident happens and you're close to death uh, or Mm. you get that diagnosis, uh, uh, some sort of thing like cancer or, you know, you're not going to survive this. Uh, is that an attention getter uh, mm. some people might even blame god because he didn't reveal himself earlier than yeah. that but uh, what are your thoughts here for you know for that for that bit of bad news uh, that crisis that comes <coughs> and what it is even in the human heart that calls out for the higher power or you know the mm. god of the bible to come and rescue him
1: yeah Well, it does a few things, doesn't it? It tells us we're not God ourselves, right? We're not that big and bold and strong and wise that we can dig ourselves out of the own pit that we find ourselves in. Sometimes we admit, hey, I need help. There's somebody bigger and better than I who's, I can't get out of this mess I'm in. So unless, God, you do something, I'm toast. So, well, that's always the place to start, right? A place of humility. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. And again, that cry of the pagan for, you know, I'm in a mess. I'm desperate. You know, if you exist, review yourself to me. You know, I'll serve you. I've had enough. I've tried everything. I can't do it. So that prayer salvation, that prayer repentance, that much I think we can say, yeah, God will always listen to and answer that kind of prayer. It's more these other prayers, right? live a basically selfish, self-centered life, all your life, get in a jam, expect God to help get you out of the jam, and then go straight back, right, to your selfish life. Well, there we have a lot of passages in Scripture that talk about, well, no, God actually does not listen to the wicked. Uh, I quote quite a few, actually, in my uh, article. In fact, at some points, God will even tell, say, a Jeremiah, don't pray for these people. I'm not going to listen. You know, I don't even bother to pray. That's pretty hardcore, right? Can you imagine God actually telling one of his prophets not to pray for somebody? Well, on occasion, that's what God did. So um, so certainly for the wicked, which the Bible often talks about, is those that God will not hear their prayer, uh, we have to be careful and not just assume every prayer is going to be answered. And by the way, it's not just pagans, right? Right. Um, Uh, well, Christians, uh, God's people, uh, David said in the Psalms, right? If I regard sin in my life, iniquity in my heart, you will not answer me. Uh, there's a famous passage in Peter, which says, you know, husbands, if you don't love your wives as you should, guess what? Watch out. Your prayers will be hindered. Whoa, that's hardcore, right? You think, oh, God's always going to hear my prayers. Well, how do you treat your wife? That can determine how God will answer or not answer your prayer. So Christians, too, can be in this camp of not always having their prayers answered. So uh, important lessons that we have to take heed of.
0: Bill, there's a, you know, and controversially here, there's something about the thought of uh, someone has said a sinner's prayer, therefore... We're confident that they have yeah. their eternal security in place. Uh, yeah. The thought of deathbed conversions, yeah. that someone yeah. has lived, you know, <coughs> the old expression, the life of Riley, and <coughs> then they get to their deathbed and there is an admission of sin, perhaps a repentance, a saying yeah. of a sinner's prayer. Uh, do we have doubts over those sorts of prayers and whether they are being heard by God? Mm
1: hmm. No, Very good point. Good question. Um, And look, I'm sure there are some legit, right, deathbed confessions, right? Somebody at the last hours or minutes of their life realize, you know, wow, I've I've blown it my whole life. Uh, God, please forgive me. Save me. I'm sure there are some legit cases of this happening. However, the obvious caution, right? The obvious warning is don't depend on it, right? Live a life of sin for 70 years, do your own thing, tell God to get lost, and then don't expect at the last minute you can just shoot up a quick prayer and everything will be rosy. Well, the truth is, uh, maybe before that last minute comes, you go outside, you get run over by a truck, right? You don't even have that chance to do a deathbed confession. So that is a very, you know, scary place to be. And I wouldn't count on it if you're Joe Pagan listening to this right now. Don't count on uh, 80 years, whatever, of living a life of sin and self. And then, oh, well, when I'm pretty sure I'm dying, I'll, I'll do a quick prayer. It doesn't work that way. So, yeah, there's some real cases, but it's not something any of us should put our uh, ultimate hopes in, I think.
0: So while we are of sound mind, and things perhaps going along well. Uh, Mm. We've got an ability to articulate our own confession of faith and repentance, turning away from our own rebellion against God. Uh, Something here not to leave until you're about to draw your last breath because there may be an element of doubt as to whether God will hear your prayer in that last final moment. This is the challenge, isn't it, to make the most of this moment we live in today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, not just the deathbed scenario. It's, you know, what happened if your four-year-old daughter all of a sudden went missing, right? Uh, Lived a life of a pagan all your life, and then all of a sudden you expect God's just going to jump to your prayers and instantly deliver? Now, look, does God care about the welfare of children? Yes. Does God care about grieving parents? Yes. Yes. But again, you don't want to be presumptuous here. You don't want to just assume, uh, you know, even though I've told God to get lost for 40 years, whatever, now all of a sudden he's going to bail me out. Well, that may or may not be the case. So once again, let's, uh, you know, better to get right with God and start loving and honoring and obeying him now because he deserves it instead of treating God like an absentee landlord or at best Santa Claus who, when it does get tough, He's going to come and bail me out. Uh, That is not the God we serve. Well,
0: there might be listeners who might like to read through this article, this one that you've written, one of your latest ones this week. It's called, When God is the Last Option. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, a Christian cultural commentator, and uh, talks about these sorts of things in many an article, certain things that we'll often want to go through and just make sure that our faith is in the right place before such a time as a crisis hits. When God is the last option, you'll be able to find that at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Bill, great insights as always. Thanks for being with us again on 2020.
1: Many thanks, Neil.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio
1: on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.